I'm Brian Hu. I'm Ada Singh. And welcome to Saturday School. When your friends are watching Saturday morning cartoons, you're being forced to learn Asian American pop culture history. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Saturday School. This is the fourth episode of our fourth season on Troublemakers. For this episode, we'll be talking about a movie from 2015 called Miss India America, directed by Ravi Kapoor and starring Tia Sarkar. And this is a film we are considering for our first season, which was on Asian American comedy films, but we thought it was a little bit too new. Yeah, our first season, it was just a year old. It can't really justify being part of Asian American pop cultural history at that point. But now that it's three years old. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient history. Yeah. <laughs> This movie was in the Asian American Film Festival circuits probably in 2014, and I think it won a lot of awards because it was just such a great performance by Tia Sirkar. And since then, she has been popping up in a lot of TV shows. She has roles in Master of None, she's in The Good Place, and she recently is in the show Alex, Inc. as one of the leads. Yeah, cast her in everything. Four years ago, when I came to Orange Park High, I took one look at you, my senior class, and thought, I am going to win. The film begins with Lily, who is the Tia Sarkar character, giving her valedictorian speech. For me, like my reference point for any movie that begins with a valedictorian speech is Reality Bites. Oh, gosh, right. That one is about like, oh, we're growing up now and I don't know what to say. Whereas Tia in Miss India America, her character is, I know exactly what I'm going to say for my valedictorian speech that I've been writing probably for my entire life. It's not even a humble brag. It is a straight-up brag. It's not even a brag. It's just a fact. She wins everything, and that's been true her whole life. Until her boyfriend deviates from their plan and starts hanging out with this girl who's Miss India America. I'm entering the pageant. What? Miss India Golden State. Did you forget that I'm doing the pageant? I cannot be defeated by them. By who? Kareem and what's-her-face. She's always seen herself as too studious and too intellectual for anything as low as a beauty pageant, let alone an Indian beauty pageant. Indian American. Indian American, yeah. And circumstances change. I had a plan. This bump in the road is not going to change that. You're right. I am a winner. Much of the comedy comes from like what she will do to win and who's going to be the collateral damage on her way to victory. Yeah, her character reminds me a little bit of Reese Witherspoon's character in Election. Absolutely. And the comedy seems modeled, whether intentionally or not, on that kind of overly eager, she will do anything to win. It's totally Tracy Flick. Yeah, and there's a little bit of like Will Ferrell-ishness in there, kind of the overconfidence. It's a little bit different because I think Will Ferrell plays characters who have no right to feel confident. <laughs> and she actually, her whole thing, she wins at everything. She's valedictorian. She's good at everything. But I think what she lacks is this sort of self-awareness. It's like a self-awareness that maybe people don't want her to be constantly bragging about her amazingness. The way that she's just like, yeah, that's how it works. You know, I win things. You're not that good at stuff. So you should help me win this pageant because I'm better than you. And <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm prettier than you. And I just have the better chance of winning. So we should team up and you should help me like you usually do. Right, because it's her friend who initially wants to be in the pageant. And it's her friend Asima, played by Kosha Patel, is also another great comedic performance. You need to find your inner beauty queen. I can do that. 
Wow! You need to flow like water. So given this is the setup of the film, how does this connect to troublemaking? So we've covered performance art troublemaking, where the intention is to make audience members uncomfortable. And then we've covered troublemaking through the lens of Asian masculinity, angry Asian men yeah. <laughs> and gangsters. So this is sort of a completely different vein of troublemaking, a more lighthearted troublemaking, a comedic troublemaking. It's kind of a fun twist because we talk about troublemaking as a way to combat the model minority stereotype, whereas this film, the model minority is the troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's the overachiever as troublemaker. Yes. It's like, like, I'm going to win it so hard that you all get destroyed. Yes. Because part of the model minority concept is that not only are Asian Americans overachievers and they do well, but they remain quiet about it. It's like they overachieve, but they will never be the leader. Like they'll never be the boss. Oh, that's right. Whereas she's sort of saying, you know what? I can play by the rules. I can achieve. I can become a brain surgeon. I can be the valedictorian. But I want you all to lose. And I'm going to be very, very vocal about it. And really, that is their way of shattering the model minority myth by over-exaggerating it and then asking you, is this really what you want us to be? And the answer is yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm actually intrigued by, so you had, um, before we rewatched the film, or before I rewatched the film, you asked me to watch this potentially as a heist movie. Yeah. Do you want to explain that? <laughs> to me, part of the troublemaking is that you're watching her enter this beauty pageant that she has no business entering. She has no time to prepare. She looks down on it. And we shouldn't want her to win because there's a lot of other contestants who are like her best friend who have been working hard for an opportunity. But she's just sort of like, that's mine and I'm going to get it. And just sort of this idea that we're rooting for someone to steal the crown, basically, through whatever means necessary. Yeah. So I was thinking about that because, yeah, I watch a lot of heist movies and uh, I, I see where you're getting at. So there are elements of the heist film like, she has a master plan. She literally has a notebook with a plan so she can win life. Yeah. Heist movies are also about what seems to be the shortest route to victory, aka by cheating or stealing. Yes. But which ends up being kind of the most circuitous way of getting it. Right. Um, because sometimes it's like overly intricate. And that's part of the joy for us as a viewer is like seeing all the intricacies that they're going through in order to achieve something that, you know, if they just played by the rules, they could figure out. Um, but it's also about a critique of capitalism in that we have a way for us that we're supposed to be making money in life. And that's by working hard and all these myths of like meritocracy. And why don't we just shatter that by, by just grabbing the crown? So if Lily's plan is to indeed play by the rules and do all the things society wants her to do, this is really her chance to spit in the face of that a little bit and say, you know what, I'm actually not interested in the rules. I'm interested in just the results. Right. And, and other elements of the heist is that she recruits her friend. They each have their own specialties. It's not only her friend who's the stylist, but they recruit another friend who's going to teach her how to do Indian dance. And there's some bartering going on. Yeah. Because they blackmail a girl to help her with her talents. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's hilarious. And I, I like it that way. And um, really, no one is doing this for the, the real reason we're supposed to be doing an Indian pageant, which is you know reflecting the Indian American community or learning about culture. Really, she's doing this for revenge purposes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. It's also like saying like, yeah, I will, I will get the end results of being Miss India America, which looks really great on the cover of the Indian newspaper. But this is f for purely pragmatic ends. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Did you see? I mean, what do you like about heist movies? Yeah, it's this idea that we're told that money is important in society, but we're also told that there are rules that we have to follow in order to make money. And those rules are, I don't know, like if, if you observe these things, most people, they're not born into the right lives that's going to allow them to make the most kind of money. So there's something fantastic about this idea that we can... Circumvent it. We can circumvent <laughs> the it. The system. Circumvent the system. In a way that's about teamwork. So it's a different kind of working hard. Yeah, because they end up working pretty hard. Right. And then that's always the irony of it. Like if you just put your mind to it, that's like any kind of cheating movie or any kind of cheating situation. If you just put as much effort as you did into cheating as you did into studying or whatever it is, you probably could have pulled this off. But also the heist movie is, I think, the only genre in kind of mainstream society that not only encourages the audience to cheer for people breaking the law, but that they can actually get away with it at the end. It's totally fine. And if they get away with it, they don't do prison time. The moral universe of the film allows for that. Like, I can't think of any other genre that allows for that. You're rooting for the troublemaker. Exactly. And your heart beats for them. You sweat with them. It's, it's so exciting. And, and you want that final, what I call the money shot. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. You may be a little smarter than she is. Oh, yeah. She's a little harder, though. It was sold as a pageant comedy, which is totally true. That's what it is. But uh, yeah, watching it the second time around, I was like, I think this has more in common with films like Ocean's Eleven or 21... The yeah. Vegas heist movie that was supposed to be starring Asian Americans. And what's the other one? The Perfect Score? Yeah, yeah. That's why I thought it should fit in this season because part of the troublemaking is that they're just messing around. They don't take this institution, in this case, the institution of the Indian American pageant too seriously. <laughs> the only person in it for genuine reasons is the one that gets blackmailed. <laughs> so it's like there's no <laughs> so, reward. So yeah. <laughs> Everyone's winking at each other and winking at us because they want us to know, like, let's not take this too seriously. This is about the games that we play. The writer, Mira Simon, actually has experience in the beauty pageant scene. So she knows all the inside jokes and she's taking us into this world. It's from a perspective that understands that this is a thing and let's not pretend it's not. Just like, you know, other heist movies where the prize is money is commenting on capitalist society. It is commenting on what a certain segment of society values in a perfect Indian American woman. Right. But I wanted to ask you, like, are there any Asian American heist movies? There aren't Asian American heist movies in the classical sense of we're going to rob a bank and we're all going to like figure out our parts. But you have films like Better Luck Tomorrow and Chris Chan and Lee's Yellow that are about getting away with, with stealing money. But those don't become the primary concern of the film. There are other things going on in the film, whereas heist movies are. This is the goal. Somebody should make an Asian American heist movie. That would be fun. I mean, I kind of think about, like, even though they're not starring Asian Americans, I feel like the premises of 21, the Vegas film, and the perfect score, students cheating to get ahead, these are inherently Asian American stories, gambling stories, and <laughs> cheating on the SAT stories. We have so many stories to tell about circumventing the rules and getting away with it because we're Asian. I didn't do this because I think we didn't know about it at the time. <laughs> but nowadays, this like huge industry of people paying professionals to put together their entire application packages. Yeah, which is cheating. That's and cheating. We got That's... the model for that from our parents. Just because you pay for it doesn't make it not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I've helped a few kids of friends of my aunts with their essays yeah, we, but it's all... sort of like that's the model minority troublemaking right there but it's also like directly against this idea that we work hard and that we're inherently smart yeah 
<laughs> we're like calling out entire industry but yeah this is a massive industry in china like, like yeah yeah preparing your kids for international travel like we're gonna put together the package for you yeah the perfect score is an asian american story it's also starring scarlett johansson <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is why so last year there was a thai film that played the circuit and it was like the, the thai mainstream film of the year it's called bad genius and it's all about these high school kids that band together to create this underground ring of test cheating and the ways they come up with to cheat are so ingenious that makes you want to go back to high school just to cheat it makes you want to go back to high school just to cheat <laughs> Because it must be so much fun to pull this off. But when I was watching the movie thinking, this is exactly what 21 was, or the perfect score. But we finally get to see Asians on screen. And I mean, granted, they're not Asian Americans. But it's so gratifying to see it because we see a version of ourselves in the image. So it makes something like Miss in America, which is not exactly a cheating movie. But to see her do it is, it's like, I recognize that. I recognize that drive. And for me also, it's like a personal connection with this movie. This film was largely shot in Cerritos at all the places that I used to hang out at. And there's one scene that's right across the street from where my family lives. Oh, really? And so to see them like going through my old footsteps when I was in high school, it just an added element of I totally recognize the world that you are referring to through all of these shenanigans. <laughs> I just hope more people watch it so they know how great Tia Sirkar is. Even though she has been showing up in a lot of these big TV shows, so clearly people on the inside know that she's an actor that they should cast in things, but I feel like nobody has made complete use of her full range and talents. Someone give her a lead role. She's proven she can do it. She should be the next Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, uh, there's no reason why she couldn't be. Well, yeah. I could think of one, but that's the one we're fighting against. <laughs> Miss India America is available on Netflix and on most other streaming services like YouTube, iTunes, Amazon Video, etc. For those of you who are New Girl fans, Hannah Simone is in it too, and she is one of the executive producers. Saturday School is a proud member of Potluck, a collective of podcasts that features stories and voices from the Asian American community. It's produced by me and Brian. Our theme song is courtesy of Rimsky Music and Premium Beat. Check out our new website at SaturdaySchoolPodcast.com where you can find lecture notes and links to all the films we covered. Or you can tweet us. I'm at Ada Singh, A-D-A-T-S-E-N-G. Brian's at Who's Brian, H-U-S-B-R-I-A-N. And our podcast handle is Wake Up Set School. Next week, we're going to be talking about Win Tan Juan short films from the 1990s and early 2000s. It'll be fun. Class dismissed. I was watching Alex Inc. Have you heard of this? No. It's based on a podcast called Startup. Mm, okay. And even though I listen to the podcast um, and I like the podcast, but the idea of transforming a podcast to a sitcom, I was very skeptical. But then I saw Tia Sirkar was in it. She plays the wife of Zach Braff's character. So <laughs> I'll at least watch it for her. That's how good she is. And I'm just going to put this out there, but if any execs want to make a TV show based on Saturday School starring Tia Sakar and Zach Braff. I'm okay with Zach Braff playing me. <laughs> no, you aren't. No, I'm like 40% okay with him playing me. Why would That would be the most boring TV <laughs> show, and then nobody would watch it unless Tia Sakar was in it. <laughs> I was so sad for you when you settled for Zach Braff. So, that's mean. It's just that you have a white guy playing yourself. Right, right. I'll take like Justin Chan. 
Justin Chan can play me. Justin Chan's kind of a troublemaker. He is. You got two troublemakers in a room. <laughs> totally. <laughs>